Hard to believe it, but we are through the, the first quarter of the NFL season. lot of answers, but a whole lot more questions. And, and to answer some of those right now, we bring in our ESPN front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum. And, and Mike T., I want to wrap up week four, get into some questions about week five. And I want, I want to start with the, the beginning of week four where we saw the, the Lions roll into Lambeau Field and take care of the Packers 34-20. to 20. Mike T., the Lions now 3-1. and one. They've got big road wins at KC and then, of course, at Green Bay last Thursday night. Mike T., is this Lions team legit or is it a little bit maybe too early to tell? I think so. I think they're a, a high-floor team. I'm not sure about their ceiling, but you know they're tough. You know, Dan Campbell was the head coach of the Dolphins back in 2015. He embodies that same sort of leadership. They have a very good offensive line. When you have a good offensive line, you can travel on the road. But they've proven that now. So they're going to be a team that people are going to want to play a little bit like the 49ers because the 49ers are so tough. Another division matchup that turned into an unexpected blowout was the 48-20 to win by the Buffalo Bills over the Miami Dolphins. And Mike T for the Bills, after that ugly opening season loss to the Jets, they've outscored their last three opponents by about 90 points. Mike T, what's impressed you most about the Bills over the last couple of weeks? Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen, when he moves in the pocket, Cyrus, but keeps his eyes down the field, on that second touchdown to Stephon Diggs, that puts so much pressure on any defense because you got to honor the run. Thunders come up and an easy touchdown. You know, the other play that Stephon Diggs made, he, look, he's just a great receiver, but Josh Allen, when he's throwing it and running it and not making mistakes, you know, they're going to be hard to beat. Mike T, the Dolphins scored on their first two drives, and it was 14-14 to early in the second quarter, and then the Miami offense just kind of came to a complete stop. They, they only managed 25 more yards during their next four drives in the first half. They wound up scoring just six more points all day. Mike T, what did you see from the Buffalo defense that allowed them to really shut down the Dolphins offense, who, who came into the game as really maybe the hottest uh, unit in the league? You know, look, they're 95% split safety defense. They have the sixth best pressure rate, and yet they only send, you know, four pass rushers. So you know what they're going to do. They execute it well. Um, you know, we talked about it was strength versus strength. And, um, you know, on that day, you know, Buffalo executed a little bit better than Miami. Um, you know, there was a tip pass that went Miami's way early, but, you know, there were some other breaks that obviously went the direction of uh, is you got to protect Tua. And, you know, they got a couple of injuries on the offensive line. Look, I don't think it's going to matter this week because they're playing the Giants. But, you know, for Miami to get to where they're going to want to go, it's going to come down, you know, can they protect? And if they can, you know, they're going to be very hard to beat. Again, here with Mike Tannenbaum wrapping up week four, looking ahead to week five. And Mike T, just staying in the AFC East, the, the Jets saw Zach Wilson probably play his best game in the NFL, but it wasn't enough to take down the Chiefs, who escaped with a 23-20 victory. Mike T, do you think... Wilson's performance on Sunday night, do you think that was more of a fluke, or do you think he, he's finally starting to show signs that he can be an effective quarterback in the NFL? I still have my doubts. He played well the other night. He's got to process information a lot better. You know, if we go back to Tua for a second, one of the reasons Tua is so good is he's so smart, he's so, so instinctual, he gets rid of the ball fast, and you got to go through your reads. And I thought Nathaniel Hackett did a better job, Cyrus, of – making it easier for him. But Zach Wilson's got to stand in the pocket, get through his progression, and then go make a play with his feet. And he, it was encouraging the other night. 
but he's got to do that week in and week out. And until he does it, you know, they're, they're going to be an average, average team. Speaking of, you know, quarterbacks trying to prove uh, their effectiveness, obviously Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, went healthy, but you can tell, and we all know that he's still being bothered by that calf injury he just sustained back in the preseason as the Bengals got walloped by the Titans 27 to 3. And Burrow averaging just 4.8 yards per attempt. The, the Bengals have just three offensive touchdowns through four games. Mike T, if you were in charge of the Bengals, how would you handle this Joe Burrow situation going forward? I mean, you know, do you consider shutting him down for a few weeks? But, you know, the Bengals are already kind of def- behind the eight ball at one and three, and you, you can't really afford to, uh, to drop even further uh, down from 500. Yeah, you know, if he's just not playing, you know, the way Joe Burrow can, and that's a big concern, Sarah. So if I was them, I would, you know, job number one is to get him healthy. And until that happens, nothing else is going to matter. And look, it's a long, long season. It's the first week in October. They can accomplish all their goals. But I, I would stop putting a Band-Aid on this, even if it meant sitting him down for a week or so, because we just talked earlier about how Josh Allen put so much pressure on the defense by moving in the pocket, getting his eyes down the field. You know, right now, you know, if you're the opposing defensive coordinator, you're just saying, hey, I'm going to meet you five yards behind the line of scrimmage because there's going to be a sitting, you know, target there. And it's really hard to win games when the opposing defense knows that. Another AFC offense that was in dire straits this past weekend was the New England Patriots, who fell 38-3 to at Dallas, the team's biggest loss under Bill Belichick. Mike T, is there reason for, for Pats fans to worry about you know this offense and, and whether the combination of, of Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien can get it done? Look, they have gotten it done. They got to the playoffs as a rookie. You know, that's not hype. That's not conjecture. That's not hope. That, that, that actually happened. Mac Jones has to take care of the ball. They are missing a passing element. I think Kaseki and Hunter Henry are excellent. Ramondre Stevenson, Zeke Elliott, those are solid. Starts with their offensive line. And then Mac Jones can't throw late in the down across his body. He should know better than that. Mm. Um, their defense took a big hit with Christian Gonzalez going out and um, you know Matthew Don being out for a while. So they could still win a whole bunch of games, but they got to play much cleaner football. Again, here with our ESPN front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum. And Mike D, we mentioned a few teams struggling on offense, but but one squad who's got to be feeling very encouraged by their early season returns are the Houston Texans, led by rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. And Stroud is something like the fifth or sixth quarterback ever, not just rookies, but guys in, in any point in their career, guys like Brady, Manning, Breeze, to average 300 passing yards through their first four games of the season without throwing an interception. Mike T, what do you see when you watch the tape on Stroud through the first four games? Quick release, decisive, accurate, can get the ball down the field. And they're missing, you know, a couple offensive linemen. Laramie Tunsil's missed some time. Kendrick Green's missed some time. So uh, what he's doing without a full offensive line is very, very impressive. If and when he gets those guys back, do you think the Texans can, can be a dark horse team to make the playoffs? I mean, everyone in the AFC South right now is 2-2. Two and two. The, the division sort of seems wide open. No, I don't think so. You know, you're talking about Nico Collins, John Mechie, who's a great story coming back from cancer, but I don't think they have the juice to get to where they want to go this year, but I'm very encouraged by C.J. Stroud. Looking ahead, Mike T. to Week 5, which starts tonight in Washington as the Bears visit the Commanders. Chicago, you know, probably the most troubled team in the NFL right now, dropped to 0-4 last week after blowing a 21-point lead to Denver. Mike T., obviously there's been a ton of blame for the the Bears' problems this season. Some of it has been heaped on Justin Fields. Some of it has been heaped on the the coaching and and just a a multitude of different things. Where do you think the biggest issue for the Bears is right now? You know, everywhere. Um, 
look, they don't, you know, that Chase Claypool trade, Cyrus, that's going to kill them. You know, give up the 33rd pick for him. They should have taken Jalen Carter over Darnell Wright. I like Darnell Wright. I think he's going to be good. But when you get a difference maker like Jalen Carter, that's going to cover up for a lot of other mistakes. And Justin Fields is, you know, not dissimilar to Zach Wilson. He's a young, inconsistent quarterback that's got to play much better, much more consistently. I was on the record saying I would have taken Bryce Young over him. So we'll see how that plays out. But they, they have a lot more questions right now, Cyrus, than they do answers. Yeah, certainly no doubt about that as we uh, were here with Mike Tannenbaum looking ahead to the NFL Week 5. And, and, and Mike T, one game, one matchup I'm intrigued with is the uh, the Jags playing in London for the second straight week they, after beating Atlanta 23-7 to across the pond. Mike T, how big of an advantage do you think it will be for Jacksonville having been in Europe and already played in England last week, whereas the, the Bills have to, you know, make that travel and, and, and you know, shake off the jet lag and, and play football on Sunday where the Jags, like I said, have already been over there for a while now. I think it's a great point, Cyrus, because, you know, athletes like routine and rhythm and the fact that one team has been there for, you know, going on what now, uh, 11, 12 days and the other isn't. I actually think this could be a huge advantage for Jacksonville this week. It's a great point. Mike T, I don't think there's any doubt that the most intriguing game of the weekend is one of the oldest rivalries, one of the best rivalries in the NFL. The Cowboys go west to take on the undefeated 49ers, and San Francisco has really looked damn near unstoppable this season, outscoring opponents by more than two touchdowns per game. Mike T, what does Dallas have to do in order to pull the upset and really make the Niners look mortal for the first time this season? What's that old expression from uh, Marv Levy? You know, the answer is simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they have to tackle. They have to make sure that um, San Francisco goes the long, hard way. And then Dak's going to have to make some explosive plays in the passing game because what happens is um, it's really hard to drive the ball against this 49er defense. And there was a play last year against CD Lamb, uh, with C.D. Lamb against Fred Warner going down the seam that – a better throw by Dak would have been a huge chunk play. And to me, at some point, uh, Cyrus, Dak Prescott's going to have to make two to three real, like big-time throws, and if he does that, um, they'll have a chance to win. Do you think Dak and Dallas can get it done, or are you taking the Niners to roll on to 5-0 to and o on Sunday night? I hate to put it on one player, but I do think like Trayvon Diggs makes a difference because the thing that I really like about the 49ers is you know, when we talk next Thursday, we may say, like, wow, did you see that play by Brandon IU? Or it's George Kittle, or it's Christian McCaffrey. And they have, they're so deep mm-hmm. that that's what makes them so hard to defend. And I think if there's a week that Dallas is going to miss Trayvon Diggs, this is that week. Mike T, I'll let you go. But as always, appreciate the info and the insight. Uh, enjoy Thursday night football and enjoy the rest of week five. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Cyrus. Great stuff, as always, from ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum. And before we take a break, I want to remind our Miami Hurricanes fans to experience Hurricanes football live at Hard Rock Stadium this season. The Hurricanes are back from the bye week, a pivotal matchup against Georgia Tech this Saturday night at 8 p.m., and it's the first of three games in the next four weeks that the Miami Hurricanes will play at home. They've got Clemson on the 21st. They've got Virginia on the 28th as the Hurricanes continue their march 
up the top 25 rankings. Don't wait. Get your tickets now at MiamiHurricanes.com slash tickets. That's MiamiHurricanes.com slash tickets. Again, we'll take a break. You are listening to ESPN 106.3.